conversations with friends. Hey, good evening. Welcome, 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 everyone. Um, beautiful day, uh, beautiful night. This is Conversation with Friends, Season 2, Episode 8. Tonight, we will be discussing <laughs> are black men being emasculated by the media, by the culture, and black women or black women. Um, tonight we have Melodic Storm, who is the chef, like I always say. Um, we have two special guests, Essence Reigns, as well as Elliot Fan. What's up, y'all? What's good? What's good? Good evening. Going on? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Everybody's mentals and everything straight? Yeah. Breath in my lungs, man. I got nothing but gratitude. Great, 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 great. Melodic, how you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you, Q? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, you know, one of the one of the great things that um that that you do that a lot of people may not know is that you always want to have shows where we could have these type of conversations that may appear to be very difficult but very necessary definitely when it affects the um the black community um definitely particularly when it affects black relationships because they do need to be put in certain contexts and give a certain understanding um we welcome everybody in the chat king as well as nicole appreciate you guys for joining us and and i wish you guys participate in the chat in this discussion because I know Nicole, you commented on the flyer, and you was just like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but the way that the question is formed, it is a three part question, and um, I'm gonna put the pictures the pictures up that really had a lot of conversation uh, via social media, and us three will say how we feel about going into answering the question when it goes to media culture and or black women. So this is one of the pictures here. Let's see. It was the, the Vogue cover that Rihanna had did with ASAP Rocky and their son. Um, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about this picture. And um, it was a lot of discussion about it. So everybody sees the picture here, as well as this picture of the cover of Ebony magazine that Jonathan Major took. Um, he took some other pictures, but this was the, the main picture that everybody saw first that a lot of people had issues with. Mm-hmm. So we will discuss these pictures. Um, I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm gonna just say, Elliot, you could lead us off. <laughs> uh, I don't know if your answer is gonna surprise uh, my answer is gonna surprise you or not. I mean, but I personally, I, I don't see particularly the uh, Rihanna. Um, ASAP photo. I, I didn't really see what the the big hurrah was with that. I mean, um, 
I understand people's sensitivity triggers. You know, when they come from a time and place where certain things were taboo to them, to always want to run, you know, to the oh that's that's gay or that's because that's how that's how we grew up. That's how I grew up. You know, we you know whether it was playing sports, whether it's whatever. You know, we ain't, we ain't even wanted around us, and it, it didn't even affect anything with it being around. It probably would have helped us, you know. But that was just something that was taboo in the neighborhood, like. And a lot of people need to learn how to let that go. I mean, the, the histrionics and the things we, you know, attach to our mentalities about these subjects, as it was conceived, like the eighties, nineties. It's just a different kind of America where that I guess that feels like it has to incorporate a certain level of empathy for for these kind of sensitivities as far as homosexual, trans, and so on and so on. I, I had to exercise that in my own relationship. My partner has friends who are trans. And so you have to educate yourself and understand that just because somebody, you know, is gay, that they don't it don't mean that they want you. They may not want you. But we always feel like, you know, oh, somebody gonna try to take our butt or they gonna try to cut, like, <laughs> that's the stuff I grew up on. But you gotta go up out of that stuff. Like, that ASAP, ASAP picture with his wife and his child, that that definitely shouldn't have been. I, I, I wasn't even sure what was being said about that because I hadn't really seen that one. But I had see, uh, seen the Jonathan Majors one. And that, that particular picture, it's really him doing a shoot kind of, um, Bringing, bringing light to anime it's from an anime uh, I, I want to say magazine that he that he did those pictures from so people are running with it like it was just something that he conjured up or somebody made him put on weird clothes and do this they're trying to emasculate him no it was, it was the honor of you know a Japanese anime you know so I think people they always want to run far with these kind of things but at the end of the day we need to kind of be more sensitive and have more empathy for people who are unlike us. I always I always say if somebody's a homosexual but has a problem with racism, it you know, it's the same thing. You can't say, oh, these white people hate us as black people, but then you hate people who look who also are black because they're gay. Or because it's the connotation of gay or the the feeling of, oh, this is where men are being made weaker or whatever the case may be. You know, we, we have to learn how to let some of this stuff die in 2023 America. Because number one, it's going to drive you crazy if you don't, because it's not going back in the bottle. The bottle's open now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And everything. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying also that there aren't examples of you know men being emasculated out there. I feel like some of the laws emasculate men to a degree as well. I mean, but I know we'll get into that later on, but. I, I just uh, looking at them two pictures. I, I understood what one was about, then the other one. I just thought people were just carrying it way too far. Essence. Um. So, uh, and and good evening, everybody. Um. With the uh, with the Jonathan Majors uh, photo for Ebony, I thought that was dope. I am a huge fan of anime, and that was uh, it was inspired by One Piece. Del Flamingo. Now that uh it was it was just cosplay. I, I thought that was dope. However, I do know that the there is a demasculation going on and and there always has been. Okay. Really started with our black 
how how much y'all want me to get into it right now. Uh, I'll just leave it as surface deep and, and let you guys um, just go with the flow. But the, the Riri and the ASAP photo, oh, I have a problem with that. The symbolism of it, which is wrong on, on and we are controlled by images in the media. Okay. It had a huge impact on us. What it is, and the advertisement has been known for demasculating black men for years. We, we, ASAP is holding a baby. There's nothing wrong with that. Riri is depicted as this strong, independent black woman that is handling all her business while this man is behind her holding a baby. Those were the images that I got out of that. She is the one on the front on the, on the front line. She is the one that is handling the business while he is the one doing the typical woman's job, holding the baby. He is the nurturer. It's like the role has been reversed in that picture. Not like that picture at all. Now I, I get the if you look at it on surface on surface level, it's a really nice picture. Really bad, right? <laughs> but as far as the family dynamics, the structure of what the black family is supposed to be. I don't like the image that is given, that is given out the way that it depicts black men. That's just my opinion. Malali, you want me to go? Are you, are you ready or you want me to go first? Your mic is muted. I would love to hear your comment. <laughs> well, um, the Jonathan Major one, I think, uh, cause I did see a lot of comments. I think a lot of people were upset the way that he had his lips tooted out, uh, which which he had him protrude like a duck. Um, I did happen to see the whole all the pictures, so I do think he was, you know, showing a side of masculinity and emasculation. I guess people would say it's emasculation because of the colors. Um, I really didn't have a major problem with his picture per se, but I know a lot of people did. The Rihanna picture is interesting because, like I said, when I saw so many comments, it's, and this is why this topic always causes a lot of emotion between black men and black women, is because for some reason you can't criticize one portion of the picture without criticizing the whole picture. Some people take things out of context. I, I absolutely love Rihanna. I think she is an awesome entertainer. However, the picture is the picture that they always show Rihanna. I think that Rihanna, if you look at her pictures, they always show a strong, they always try to come off strong. But she, when you listen to her talk, you, you, any interview you ever did, she displays a lot of feminine energy. However, the way that the angle is, it makes ASAP Rocky look like what we would call a simp. Um, it makes him look docile and weak. It doesn't make him look protective, even though he is holding his son. He it just the the whole angle just looks like he's a little boy and not a man. Um, unfortunately, and I think that when you criticize and like I said, when you criticize. His portion of picture, some people, oh, you you just hating on black women. It has none of, that particular picture has nothing to do with um hating on Rihanna or no other black woman that is getting a shine, being spotlighted, 
for um, being who she is and, and, and establishing a certain aspect of career growth. Um, I, I did see some interesting statements as far as people felt as though because of her financial status that that gives her a pass, which her financial status has nothing to do with the picture. Pictures are symbolic. They're symbolism in everything that we see. Everything that we see, talk, listen to is part of programming. And I think we sometimes may look too much into stuff, but it, it caused the Rutgers that it was supposed to cause. So that's my general take of those two uh, issues. I mean, well, that, well, I would ask, um, do you think when they, when they got with the production crew to, to shoot that, um, that photo that ASAP, ASAP felt like he was being emasculated? I think you had to sign off on that, right? I think I think that ASAP Rocky always takes emasculated pictures. He doesn't look manly. Um, that's his look. I think that a lot of times these people are are oblivious to photography. And yeah, I'm picking out eight eight of these twenty five pictures to go for the shoot. Um, I don't think they 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 really have an idea of the impact. I think some some celebrities. Just do stuff just to do it. I think some celebrities are very conscious of what they put out out there into the universe, so to say. Hmm. Okay, so hmm. Let's see. Um, the Jonathan Majors picture. Um, honestly, I felt like it was art. Um Prince had a you know, would fill arenas. Tons of women loved him. He would wear women's clothes and heels. Um, <laughs> I think that um, certain people are very eccentric. And I think that that's okay. I think that you should be able to dance and beat your own drum. Um, you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear to express yourself. Um, so that's one. Um, nobody had a problem when Cameron was wearing all pink. Um, <laughs> and, um, in regards to your comment and, um, in regards to ASAP Rocky, um, I just feel like, I mean, if you go to Harlem right now, you're going to see guys dressed like him, guys who, you know, that's how they dress. Um, I mean, I, I, I walk down the street, um, and see people with jeans on that, that look like spandex. But then if you go back and um, think about other artists, look at Bobby Brown in the girlfriend video. He had on Lycra um, leggings. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was right. about to touch on that. Right. So if you go I'm back just... and look at the photos of the dudes that was the manliest men in mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s. Dudes right. out here looking, <laughs> looking wild. Booty Collins, Rick James, yep. the Osley Brothers. They clapping all types of cheeks. And look like look like the women that they was clapping like <laughs> you know what I'm saying and they people thought I mean it's to me I feel like when men overcompensate in that way beating their chest rah, 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 to me it's to fill a void with that where they don't necessarily feel the most masculine because 
to me, living in that truth and, and being cool and creating the swag around that, that's manly. That's the manliest man who could be on his own and be himself. You know what I'm saying? And that's and it's not to say that either one of those two were being themselves, taking the pill. I mean, we we can all we're always going to be able to conjecture about that because none of us are there inside their minds, inside their lives okay. to know what's accurate or not as far as how they think and as far as, you know, if they feel like they're emasculating themselves or not, that would be a conversation you would have to have with them. You know, so I don't like to get into, you know, what somebody might think or how, you know, how they brought up or if they're this or this or not, because you can never really know those answers, you know, but uh, I do know, I mean, growing up, I saw a lot of guys, it was like imperative to not be, well, I'm not gay, you know, like, and at the end of the day, you know, if I know I'm not, I don't have to do all, I don't have to, con, con, you know, to get into all those histrionics and beating my chest and all that, because it's a confidence there in, in who I am. I know who I am. Well, I don't let's have to compensate in that way. Let's also talk about traditional gender roles. Um, Traditional gender roles, um, if you look back historically, um, the men were the providers and they took care of the family. That's not the case anymore. Um, first of all, in this country, um, everybody has to work in all honesty. <laughs> um, because just just to live a, a comfortable life, um, unless you're making, you know, millions of dollars, billions of dollars, you're, you know, you're, you're, you need your partner. You need a two income household. Let's be very honest. Um, if you don't have a two income household and let's say you want to purchase a, a house, you want to have various different properties, etc. Like that's so difficult to achieve on some of the salaries, the, you know, offered to especially um people of um you know people of color um there's a wage gap uh -huh. um and then um think let, let's think about it black women are the most educated group in this country right um my thing is i feel like uh we're gonna get into like a whole nother topic but I also feel like the way that things are set up, it's set up to make Black women more independent um, and, you know, make it where a lot of them make more money than the Black men that are um, available and, and or not incarcerated, have not been murdered, are not... Um, LGB, you know, LGBTQ. So it's just like when you look at things, you have to look at the way that things are set up. Um, this country in general, even dating back to, you know, dating back to slavery, Black families were pulled apart. Um, where has that really changed? Um, I want to say, I, I feel like Systems have changed, um, situations have changed, but the end result hasn't really changed. 
So let me so let me ask because you 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 bought you you actually segued into the question, the topic of the show because we just went over the pictures and um are black men being emasculated because of what we a lot of people say the culture. I'm not one that loves to say this word because the culture could be defined by a whole bunch of things that um I may not think is the culture, or you may not think is the culture. So let's look at it that way. I think it's subjective. Agreed. Yeah, it's too broad. It's too broad yeah. a word. Because of because society has um the society that we live in has attacked the black family structure <laughs> by a whole bunch of different things. And we right, we could definitely talk on that to nauseum. Do we feel like part of breaking up that family structure is emasculating the black man? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that's been in place since slavery. They have been trying to destroy your image in our eyes. And they have. They took y'all out of the home in the 60s with the introduction of welfare. Mm -hmm. So we started thinking we need y'all. Then that also uh, started a whole lot of single mothers. So we raising y'all. We as women, I am a woman. There has never been one point in time I have ever knew how to be a man. So if I don't know how to be a man, how am I going to raise my son to be a man? I'm going to raise him the best way I can, you know, because black women are resilient. We're not strong, but we are the most resilient race of women on the face of this earth. And our resiliency allows us to be the most educated woman on the face of this earth, to be uh, the, the, the nurturers that we're supposed to be, but we are not y'all. And we are raising y'all to be like us because that's, and it's not our fault. We don't know how to do anything else but be women. So yes, we as women are emasculating y'all too because we don't know. We don't know how to be men. But we're raising y'all to be like us. Um, I feel like a lot of black mothers, I'm going to say this, um, they cater to their sons. Um, I think it has a lot to do with guilt. Um, I think it has a lot to do with guilt uh, because he's a black male and you know he has a target on his back. I think it has a lot to do with if it's a single parent household that you don't have that male figure there. So sometimes you do cater to, you know, um, the males. Um, but I also feel like to a certain extent, you're handicapping your boys. You're handicapping them and you're enabling them to not be assets to any um, any situation in the future, any relationship, um, whether it's a, a, you know, a friendship and or um, a romantic situation. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I have two sons and I have one daughter, but I promise you my two sons and my one daughter, every single one of them know how to function 
and take care of themselves. Everybody knows how to cook. Everybody knows how to wash dishes. Everybody knows how to wash clothes, etc. And yes, they do have great male role models in their lives. And they also have, it's, you know, it takes a village. They have their dad and they have um, a plethora of uncles and cousins who all participate, you know what I mean, in their lives. So that's, that's an amazing situation. I, I definitely say that when it comes to Black women, if you are in a situation where you're a single parent, there, reach out. Reach out to some of the, the male role models in your family, in your friend group, et cetera. And, you know, I, I feel like it's each one teach one. We all have a responsibility, whether, um, you know, whether those are your kids or not. To, to give back. Uh, now, like when we first started, we talking about the, the pictures themselves. You know, I made the statement I made, but in, in reference to uh, what Nicole and Essence just stated, I totally agree with that. That that can't be even debated. That there, there's facts and records, you know, supporting, you know, uh, that concept throughout time. You know, I just I'm I'm weary. Uh, you know, and you wonder, like, if if I haven't met everyone in this entire world who's a black man and we make up however many millions and billions of people in this world, that number would have to be tilting over the midway line in one direction for me definitively say that men in general are being emasculated or is it just a subset? Is it just this this younger generation? Is it, you know, like, I, I don't know definitively to say that men are being emasculated is like putting an umbrella over the entire gender, or at least as high as coming across. And I don't feel like we have numbers to, like, adequately support that. I, I, I feel like you see a couple of people, you see some people on TV, they don't represent the entire body, you know, of black men out here. Well, well the thing is, the majority of the people that you see on TV are not Black men doing positive things. Black men who are considered, um, you know, um, role models. When when you look at primetime television, you may have one black character on the show um, with a plethora of other different um, races and cultures that are thriving. Um, you know, in a lot of the uh, TV shows, movies, etc. Sometimes you have the black character as the the criminal. Mm. Okay, look at the um, look at the Oscars. Was it who was who was it? I think was it Denzel? Didn't he get a, a Oscar for Training Day? He got two, one for Training Day and one for Glory. Never got okay. one for Malcolm X. Right, exactly. And my thing is, Denzel has been in some awesome movies. He's an awesome actor. He's been in some awesome movies and I don't think that those were his 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 you know shiny moments um those particular um movies glory was a good movie but it was extremely depressing um but think about it like I thought the Malcolm his depiction of Malcolm X was amazing you know his it, top it was absolutely best amazing. ever in the history of film in my opinion I think the uh the this 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 topic is very interesting uh you know and I'm very strong when it comes to uh, very strong opinions when it comes to what we could see the gender wars and 
my message to black women is don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Same thing with black men. Don't fall for the programming of understanding. And, 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 you know, you could go back to, like Nicole said, you can go back to buck breaking. You can go back all the way back to the suffrage movement. Suffrage movement had nothing to do with black women. It was particularly a movement where white women were having a problem with their men mm-hmm. and being treated equal with their men. We didn't have that problem. Even in slavery, we didn't have those type of issues. And we have allowed other people's culture to affect our culture bad. And unfortunately, a lot of us make the mistakes first and then start figuring it out instead of figuring it out before the mistakes is made where we um, allowing a lot of our women to be raising our kids by themselves. Um, a lot of us have get caught up with drugs, jails in the street and don't realize that we were brought here to work. We were brought here as laborers. And even when we were no longer labored, we still continue to be labored um, with the laws that they put in. And, you know, we could try to understand it a little bit and try to, we're at war. And it's not a war. It may not be a physical war, but it's a war when it comes deals to ideology. We don't. We've never had a. We've never had a problem with each other. And then they they realize definitely them sixties. They realize that oh, the source of the black family is their togetherness. Mm-hmm. We need to do whatever we need to do to break them up. Drugs, systems put in place. Um, a lot of men want the war during the Vietnam War, came home and couldn't even find a job. So now, you know, um, the ideology came in where she would be considered strong, um, which I think that a lot of black women don't realize how that is one of the most disrespectful terms that a woman could ever say. I'm yes. a strong black woman. No, you are a resilient black woman. Um, same thing with brothers. So I think that when you look at emasculating, uh, you I, I don't know no women, no women personally, that don't allow the men in their families, the men in their lives to be men. Even if their sexuality might not be heterosexual, which is interesting. And vice versa, um, I think that a lot of women that I know personally, they allow men to be, have their space and allow them to be who they are. To As we would say, Fulfill your manhood and be the man and be the leader, be the provider. One of the biggest things that I think that hurt us is, and continue to hurt us, is social media. Social media, social media has added more decisive, more divisiveness for black culture than it has really helped. And now, like we're like at an all-out war, not all, but a, a large percentage. And then the younger generation have um unfortunately they have no accountability to understanding when a woman says i don't feel protected well what the hell does that mean this is what a lot of younger guys will say most older black men understand exactly what she's talking about absolutely um far as just just the protection of 
being able to go out and, and, and buy her needs and not be harassed, not feel uncomfortable. So I think that, as we say, the culture, we all play a major role in this emasculation thing. Um, either well, either yeah, directly that, or indirectly. Well, when, when we think about um, culture in general, um, different cultures and different races are basically the women are groomed to respect their men. Their men are the heads of their families. Um, and the African-American culture, that's not what we're necessarily taught in a lot of the homes. Um, you have a lot of angry women um, who, you know, who may have, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, like broken relationships, et cetera, that may actually even, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> who actually like berate the dads <sighs> mm -hmm. to the kids. Absolutely. And my thing is they're half him. So when you're sitting there and you're beating him down and they're in earshot, you're tearing your kids down too. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, mm, you know, that's not a conversation. Like, you could have whatever issues you have with that man, but that's not a conversation for your kids to hear. You understand? Like, pick and choose the things that you say because you should always want them to look at both parents in a positive light. It's such a slippery slope. You know, you talk about being a man and what a man should do. And it, I watched Will Smith do what he thought a man should do. And the entire country railroaded him for it. You know, man, come sideways at your wife or you think you come sideways at your wife. I don't know what the behind the stage stuff was, which apparently, I mean, he had cracked jokes on them in the previous uh, Grammys or whatever. So the foundation was already there. So dude says that he gets up and smacks him. Now, I I don't know if somebody would say that's weak. That's being he's he's being emasculated. In that well, moment, that, that was stupid. That was stupid. That's what it was. Yeah, there was a time, there's a but, time and a place for everything. You know and that I'm was saying? not like, the time or the place. Well, what I'm saying for black men is us taking it to the to the tip of masculinity, which for a lot of black men is right into the muck and mire of toxic masculinity to, to you know, to prove I'm a, 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 I'm a man point. You know what I'm saying? So in that way, we're definitely, we have to be, you know, a feminized or deep, you know, whatever, to a certain extent to keep a lot of us from killing somebody and going to jail. You know, because in that moment we decide to do the smart thing, society's still going to say you weren't a man in that moment. You, you, you know, you were feminized. You should have you should have did this or that. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very slippery slope. That Now, uh, when Q brought up um, coming home from Vietnam, it, what it made me think about, and I think it's like very like apropos, uh, is the movie Dead Presidents. Anthony Curtis goes, serves his country. He leaves to better his life. He comes back. The woman that he conceived a child with, you know, the pimp was messing with her and all of this stuff. And now he's getting beat, like, can't find a job. She starts doing what? The, the, the baby mother starts doing what? 
shitting on him. You need, you know, he ends up snapping. I'm tired of being effeminized. Snaps. Goes to jail for the rest of his life. You know, whatever. But that's, you know, that's just an example of the teetering line that we're on constantly between having to make the smart decision that may make us look weak and making a not so smart decision for the sake of being a man and for our own manhood. That that's the daily battle, you know, that we're that we're fighting, that we're getting tugged of war. We can't even, I mean, it's it's laws now. I mean, you can't even get into it with your wife. You're like you raise your voice at your wife, the cops is coming, DV charges are being levied. You in court because you raised your voice because they thought my, you might attack them. It, it's right. you know, like right. you my, my with that question daily. is my my question to you is. And and it's I pose this question to Elliot and to Q. Why does loving your woman in the black community make you a simp or make you weak? I don't I don't think love that should her, make you admire. Uh, it's it, that's if people are defining it that way. I, I, some <laughs> men define simping as right. a girl is playing you, but you're, but you're yeah. right. Listen, you're, you're right. pretty much giving her a lifestyle. Listen, she's playing you listen, in the process. Simping, and you still put, continue to provide that lifestyle, knowing you're being played. Simping and loving your woman it's are not, not ever in the same sentence. A simp is somebody who will literally sit there and pander for the sake of just putting on. We ain't talking about pander because this is the woman you love. We talk about, we know, it's a man, I hate to say it, a man knowing another man is simping. It's not something that we can really define. We just know. We know, like, yo, he's good. We'll know. But Wait. I feel like it's being thrown out there all the time. And it's, my it's, being, it's being thrown out there because people mm -hmm. don't understand the context of what a simp is and a good quote unquote a yeah, good a man, man is loving his a, woman a, as being a, a simp. And his his definition is not to be taken seriously. <laughs> can only do what a simp no. do. A simp can't do what a man can do. A simp a, 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 a we know it's something you just know when you see it. You be like, oh, yeah, you you know, come on, you putting on. Like stop it. Stop it. Now you simping. But you now, know like you know he's a good guy. He you know he he, he, he he's a man. You know when you see it, when you look a guy in his eyes, you know, like, what's up, bro? You know. You know. Masculinity, masculinity is, for me, it's an identity that you, uh, his father, teaches their sons at a very early age. Um, men learn how to protect at a very early age they have an innate ability to provide do a lot of men fall short not provided absolutely but men know how to provide they want to provide there is not a man on the face of this earth he can sit and put on but there's not a man on the face of this earth that does not want to take care of his family that's what he wants to do it's innate to provide, to protect. If I went to, went to Elliot's house right now, he wouldn't let me go in his refrigerator and get no water. He wouldn't 
let me buy food out and then come to stuff. He'd be like, Q, I got you. What you need? You all right? You need anything? He would want to make me feel comfortable in his kingdom. And that's something that's like not even spoken about. That's it's innate. It's an innate behavior. Okay. It's, it's, the reason why this question is tough is because one hand washes the other, and in order to function, it's almost like the uh, Dave Chappelle, he had a skit called When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. <laughs> it feels like for us to be masculine is like juxtaposed with keeping it real, and keeping it real sometimes puts you, you know, in a jailhouse, it puts you in a grave, it puts you out of a job, it puts you you know, and, and you know, so it takes a different kind of visual to be able to live with what's coming with saying, "Listen, I don't like homosexuality. I don't like this." Or like, now you got a whole another set of things to deal with. And I don't think people like right really had the energy, you know, even if they feel that way to constantly defend how they feel about it. And so now it's being phased out for this reason, you know, like. You got schools now where you got all this inclusion stuff, you know, happening. And if you're coming from a time and place where things were more black and white on every level, now you're in a time where you got to factor in blues and oranges and, and pinks and, and, you know, and aquamarines and, and put, you know, what's, what's the shit? What's the other shit? The sanguine and <laughs> factor in all this different stuff. You know what I'm saying? into how you approach other people who may not be like you, you know, and, you know, and, and Elliot, this, this is why the, um, and I have to always thank melodic for, for some of these beautiful questions and topics is this is why this, this question is so subjective and is so interesting because it is a, it is a bunch of systems that's going on in play here because as a race of people, as a culture, we know we know that race is a social construct, but we're going to accept it. We're going to accept being black because that's what they said we are, right? They said we're black Americans. We're going to be black Americans. We accept it. We fully embrace it. We have been made to be, quote unquote, against everything that has progressed in this country. But in all actuality, we've been the most accepting group of people the most caring group of people that have ever been here. We've always had, you always hear, oh, uh, black heterosexual people don't like the LGBTQ community. We've had great LGBT community people that were black and we honor them. We respect them. It, it is not, their sexuality was that's never a problem right. for there us. There you go. So that's what I don't understand. Like now we see, like Elliot was alluding to, well, if you say, you know, I'm a heterosexual man, now they coming with the cisgender. Like, what the hell is that? Now you're giving me a title. You, 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 you want to be transphobic? That's that's your choice. We've that has been that has been the norm in the black community. Is we've we've we know people from that community. We have family from that community. So I think that we have every time we push back on something in this country, there's always a big issue with our pushback, which is crazy. Yes. A group of people that have been oppressed since we came over here for labor. Mm -hmm. When we do push back, it's always an issue. Can't say nothing, man. Like, <laughs> and people get people, you know, like I personally, 
like when people, you know, you see, you know, I guess homosexual lads on TV. I'm just one where it's like kids shouldn't be, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, be exposed to any sex. They're not ready for. And I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I feel like there's a time and a place. And that and, and Elliot, you know, the thing that's crazy about that is everything your 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 personal belief with that. I believe that the large majority of people believe the same thing you believe, right? But it seems like when people get in those spaces, they get they start this inclusive inclusivity stuff, and they be like, Oh, we gotta teach what do you mean we gotta teach our kids this? Sexuality should be taught at the home. At home first, and then I think that um, they should be educated at school. Also, um, more of a um, more formal training. Um, I agree with that, but I definitely believe that it should be taught at home first. Um, I feel like um, when when you mentioned um, sexuality on TV in general, um, Elliot, I honestly feel like. You can't even let your kids watch after eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's too much going on. Um, there are actual um shows, a lot of shows that to me, I'm not gonna mention any particular show, but there are a lot of shows that have a black female cast, and the women are so loose. And the men are so devalued. And I think that's so crazy because you're showing all of these women who have great careers and they're so, you know, their careers are so wonderful and, you know, they're traveling and they're doing this. But when it comes to the guys in the show, like they're so disposable and that blows my mind. I'm just like, They're made to look docile. not, not, Not even... Docile, just disposable. Like they don't matter. Expendable. And my thing, is, yeah, and they 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 do matter because in all, I, I'm sorry, you, you a male and a female procreate, correct? When you raise kids, you're supposed to have both parents' input on raising the children. That makes your child well-rounded. You have, whether you have a male child or a female child, that makes your kid well-rounded. Like. Why are we promoting these shows where the black men are non-existent other than for sex? Like this is like blowing my mind. I'm like, wow. Well, you know, um, you, you know, you know, one of the things when you brought up the shows that I can speak for myself, I can speak for you three when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. We didn't need to know that Burton Ernie was gay. We didn't need to know that. We just watched Sesame Street. For them to come out with explaining their sexuality, I think is part of when we talk about the programming. Like, yes, I, I never even thought of Bert and Ernie having a wife. I just thought they were two guy friends or whatever that just sat there and just talked. I never looked at their sexuality coming up. I never thought about it. And then when you hear that this is what Sesame Street put out there and why they did that, I, I think that like we're going down a real slippery slope and it might be, like Elliot said, it might be so far now that you may not be able to put the genie back in the bottle. 
Oh, oh, I, I mean, right. we're, we're only going forward. And to get to a place where we want to get to, we got to go back. <laughs> but everything yeah. that existed back, as far as discipline, as far as like, I grew up in a time where men was ch- punching, punching their sons in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Like it was things that, you know, it was it was a a whole training ground for how to model strong black men. That's now. If I do this, I remember hearing um, the NFL player, I think Adrian Peterson, I guess he whooped his kids. They blasted him all over TV for weeks. You know, oh, he beat his kid and like, you know, stuff like that. Not to say that anybody should be abused, but that was a part of our upbringing. That was a part of the masculinity that people say that they want us to undertake. You know what I'm saying? Is that kind of hard nosed approach to discipline, you know, with your child rearing and everything like that, now people look at you sideways if you raise your voice at your kid too much. You know what I'm saying? Or or other other tactics you may use, you know what I'm saying, to get them to understand the importance of their position in this world and how disciplined they have to be to beat a lot of these systems out here trying to subjugate them. Hey, Essence. It's, it's uh, not a thing anymore. I, I need you, yes. Essence, to I know that you'll be real, real quiet. Um <laughs> Because when me and Elliot talking, Essence Essence is very um, old school, you guys. And when me and Elliot are conversating, so to say, Essence will sit there and not say nothing. So Essence, I mean, you 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 you're someone who's an influencer. Me and you um, did a podcast mm-mm, together. No, I'm not an influencer. Not an influencer because that would be that would consist of me talking to sheep. I don't like sheep. <laughs> Okay. Well, you, you're, you're you're a social you're a social engineer. You you have a podcast as well, and um, we were on a podcast together about a year and a half ago. We some very very good shows we did together with with some other guys. Um, give us your um, input on 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 all on all this all the programming. I know you see it. I know how you feel about um B one being black first, and is nothing more important to you than your people. It is not. I love my people. I love y'all. Um, our biggest problem is we are having the identity crisis. We as Black people in America, foundational Black Americans, do not know who we are. And so they have been using psychological warfare to first manipulate us and control us, in which that's what we're doing now. We are controlled. When you are saying social media is horrible, social media is one of the worst things ever. When you turn on TV, whoever controls the media controls the world. These images that you see are controlling you. And you, we don't realize it because we've been under such psychological warfare for so long that it, it has become second nature to us. And because now we refuse to go back and look at our history, where we came from. The men that exist today, if the men that existed 30, 40, 50 years ago saw these men, they will be ashamed. And it is because we have lost touch with who we are. It, it has been in, we don't talk to our elders anymore. How many young men do you see sitting down having conversations with old men and they actually respect what it is these old men are telling them about how men are supposed to be? 
it's a lot of things that are in place here that are keeping us apart from each other. We don't understand each other. We don't want to sit around and listen to each other. We would rather tear each other down. Then we get on social media and we see more things that are catapulting this, all of these events and making us continue our behavior because we see in the culture that that is what everybody else is doing. So it's got to be right, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not. Well, we have an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I also feel like um, I, I want to go back, touch back on something that Q said, that basically learning starts at home. Um, I've seen so many instances where mother, some mothers don't speak life into their male mm -hmm. children, and they absolutely, completely tear them down. And that's like i mean whew. that that like eats me up um more often than not i'm in new york um and on a train sometimes you just see and and it happens far too often and i think that's where it just really rips into me um i'm just like oh my god like you're supposed to be speaking life into this kid and you're just reaming him. You are tearing him down. Oh, my goodness. Look at him. He's cowering in the corner. Like, this is so crazy. Like, where is he getting any positive reinforcement? It, it, yeah, it's just crazy. So that that that's to touch on the topic of our Black women um, emasculating the men. So, like, that's like... Um, You, you're starting off wrong. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 not building up that young man. To Speaking be to that, better. do you think melodic? Do you think that a lot of like I like I don't I don't think a lot of people. This is my opinion, and I'm gonna ask you guys. Um, do you think a lot of people know that they, as the younger people say, they're op, they're they. You think that a lot of people realize what they're doing when they're emasculating? I doing, think not speaking life. I think that some people are very damaged, <laughs> damaged, and you have to recognize. No, I think that I think that you know when you're tearing someone down. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of healing that needs to be done within the black family in general, um, and that goes for grandma, that goes for mommy, that goes for grandpa, etc. And you know, and it. And it goes right on down the line. That goes for the kids as well. Um, I think that there's a stigma in our community to actually seek out therapy. You know, when you find out somebody's going to a therapist, some people are like, oh my God, oh, that so-and-so is crazy. Oh, they have problems or whatever. And no, I feel like we should seek out help because there are a lot of behaviors that need to be unlearned. Yeah, you know, is is there's never no cookie cutter or one you know finger you can put on one specific thing when it comes to upbringing. You know, I, a, a lot of us were born under pressure. Our parents were under pressure, thereby we were under pressure. We grew up being under pressure. We became older, we got under pressure, and then we applied pressure to our offspring. You know, like pressure. You know, in the way of feeling like you, it build, it, it creates diamonds. 
But everybody doesn't respond well to pressure. You know, sometimes Every that can well pressure into a cocoon, and there you go, and and there goes the uh, demasculization, drives them into a state where they can't articulate. They're blithering. They're scared to talk. Scared to look over their shoulder. Scared of what's coming. Yeah. Don't know where it's coming from. And all that does is make a strong man be weak. Make him not say what he needs to say when he needs to say it. Make him not rise up when he needs to stand. And it may it starts right there. Or possibly no make him man, a slave. Not it starts, starts right there with, with your mom sometimes. Or your dad. Or whatever right. home environment you're in. Right. But every that's that's the root. That's the origin. That's the seed that planted. And what's proud from it is how we, you know, support and nurture that seed as parents. That's well, the major part of it. And think about it, Elliot. How many people do you know that don't necessarily deal with reality will be in a drug-induced stupor because they don't want to deal with life, so nothing matters. I, I, I mean, I, I know so many people like this. Nothing matters to them. They don't want to deal with their problems or whatever because I need, I need this escape. I need to go over here because I can't handle what's going on right here, right now. Yeah. Mm. That's on ahead. Hit it on the head. That's what it, I mean. And that's now imagine that's one family. Now multiply that by like 15 million families. And then and then bring in the people that want to put those images up when they get in positions with, you know, to, to put our faces on TVs, on mantles, on stages for public display. You know, and what their intentions are. You know, you, you get a an infinite web. You know, that's meant to, to stick us, to wrap us up, and to bury us. Um, but I feel like on both sides uh, of the masculinity issue, I think both sides end up playing playing their way into a tie. You know, you could say that, you know, being a man in many ways and how many men have been taught to act, that's buried us and put us in, in, in messed up positions just as much. You know, and the other way around is the same thing. So it all leads back into a bottomless pit that we'll forever be fighting up out of, man, unless a wholesale change happens. And if I'm a betting man, I'm probably saying, nah, we, we probably can't put that genie back in the bottle. Well, anybody have any final thoughts before we close the show out? <laughs> Ooh, right. An hour went past uh, like super fast. Uh, inclusivity, you know, if that should be an ideal as far as gender and as far as uh, sexuality, then it's funny how it's less of a of a thing that's considered as far as race. That's that's not a coincidence, you know. Uh, the uh, the gay nightclub shoot shooting happened. I think it was 2016. Bill got passed like the next week because of inclusivity. You know, that same summer, 20-something blacks were killed in one summer, in 2015, 2016. No bill passed. And that's mm. that's on the books. So when you talk about inclusivity, it always seems like it always has to be for gender or for sexuality, but not for, you know, the one race that's kind of underneath the umbrella, umbrella of all of it, you know. So I just find that interesting. 
Essence Reigns. Um, I guess my closing thoughts would be if you what's going on with the black community today. You're gonna have to go back and revisit the past. You're gonna have to go back and and look at historical moments because if you go back, you can start with the '60s, right? Just go back and just start looking at old speeches. Uh. Anything about the 60s, that was an important time frame. It was a whole shift in the black community in the 60s. It is mind-boggling, okay? They they have lied to us about a lot. Now, I'm not going to get a conspiracy to essence, but I'm going to say this. Question everything. Question and, everything. And, they, and, they know they've been lying to us. And essence's favorite speech is the battle of a bullet, so. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'll just say, before Melodic closes out, I'll just say it's a phrase that is, I've said it. As the man goes, the family goes. As the family goes, the community goes. As the community goes, the society goes. That is the best way to describe the black community, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, Men got to be men. And men got to stand up and take control of their communities. Um, Well, first, I I would like to say um, that the views and opinions expressed on this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of the show. Um, Conversations with Friends is a platform for everyone to share their opinion, and we're welcome to all different opinions, and we appreciate you guys coming out. That's one. Um, two, I feel like the decline of the black family, I agree with you, has, I, I won't even say, yes, it was definitely, it has definitely shifted in the 1960s. I feel like since we got here, we didn't want to be here. We were brought over here. <laughs> and ever since we were brought here, the, the, breakdown of the black family has been imminent because I feel like we're more powerful together than we are separated. But if you keep us separated and you don't have us banding together and respecting that whole family dynamic, you're definitely going to single out certain, um, certain individuals to and, and and you're also, they're, they're impressionable. The kids are impressionable. People are impressionable in general. So you can sway somebody's opinion left or right, depending on how, you know, the, the pressure that you're putting on them. Um, I think once we realize that we're not enemies, I think Q and I have this conversation all the time. Once Black women and Black men realize that we are teammates and not opponents, we will be in a better place. You know, it's 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 ironic that you brought that up because literally, literally, the same thing that happened to black women happened to black men on the plantation. How we became enemies, yeah. none of us don't have no idea. So we need to get back to becoming Amen. family again. Amen. <laughs> With that, appreciate everybody in the chat that joined us. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Best way to support is to support. Hitting that like button and subscribing is one of the best ways to to, to support. So until two weeks when we'll be back, um, 
Take care and uh, see you guys then. Conversations with friends.